like on cool a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet i'm elizabeth and i'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host mr alex morand hi i'm alex and this week's tagline is uh on behalf of austin kroll if i can't recognize this body in front of me i need a frontal lobotomy (laughs) (laughs) alex that that's so good i feel like you need to Send, no, not to him. Send it to somebody. <laughs> Send it to Sierra, but she doesn't know what a lobotomy is. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, and neither I, does Paige. No, yeah. <laughs> Did this happen already this season? I feel like I've heard her say this before. Or was it like a preview that I watched? She didn't know what something else was that was medical. And so people are using these two pieces of evidence to be like, is she really a nurse? No one does lobotomies anymore, though. I Why know. should she know? She's not a nurse since 1912. Was she nurse Ratchet? <laughs> We are also joined by my lovely sister, Ms. Julia Baker. I care a lot about all gall us. That's why my skincare line is called Caragala. Oh, oh my God. Who is that about, guys? Gina. Gina. <laughs> Aren't you like so happy I figured out why her skincare line is called Caragala? I still don't get it, even with your really <laughs> slow explanation. No, yeah, I get it. I like that we're all doing Bravo Liberty. Uh, taglines. Yeah. Do you have a Bravo Liberty tagline, Elizabeth? Yes, but I don't know if it's a little too obscure. I don't think you guys are going to get it. I might not be good at clocking the truth, but even a wrong clock is right twice a day. It, it was basically, I did the clock is right twice a day and I went backwards from there. Would you like to know why? Because Dr. Jen, mm-hmm. who is wrong about every aspect of any relationship she encounters, said this week, why does Gina's care so much about what Shannon thinks? Maybe Gina really does care about Shannon. Mm -hmm. And Heather looked shocked by this, but I actually agree with Dr. Dan. Yeah. I love when someone like poses a question and then immediately answers it. (laughs) Like, huh. It's like I was, I one time saw the movie Phantom Thread and um, afterwards there was this old couple and the old man said to his wife, why was it called Phantom Thread? And then like five seconds later, he answered himself and went, oh, because it was the invisible thing tying them together. I just love it when people like, oddly <laughs> question something and then answer immediately. Gina wins my Phantom Thread Award. We did not talk about the divorce that has hit the Bravo pages like two weeks ago now. I can't believe we did but talk about just, it. But she just, Katie oh, just yeah, filed sorry. for divorce yes, from yes, Tom yes. like a couple of days ago. Okay, we were all ready for Vanderpump to be over, but now that we have three breakups, I need it. Three? James Raquel. Oh, yeah. Lala and Randall. True. And now Katie and Tom. Mm-hmm. We gotta have a new season. We wanna see how the sand has settled or how it has not settled yet. The sand of all has settled. Ah. Ah. I want to watch Sheena be holier than yeah. thou. That her relationship with Brock is the only one that they made it through. There's no way they're making it through. Yeah, maybe Sheena will be so jealous how much fun everyone else is having. And it'll ruin that relationship. Who knows? Anything could happen. I'm just, I would love just like a season of James and Lala being single together. That'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. James has a new girlfriend now. He does. So, oof, oof. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, Roni. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? So one Roni was bad. So we're taking away one and giving us two Um, Whose Ronies. idea was this, Julia? The mine. Oh. My idea. I said we should have two Ronis mm-hmm. where we have old people Roni and young people Roni. And sometimes they have crossover episodes. But they haven't gone full our idea yet of young Roni being just Summer House. 
outside of Summer House, which I think would be incredible. <laughs> All the people Lindsay knows. Yeah. So people are really not liking this. I I'm excited. What? It's what we've asked for. And also the release that I don't even know if you could call it that. The little interview Andy Cohen gave gave us so much information and absolutely no information it, at the same time. We know time. Jill Zarin will be in the legacy cast or the old school cast. I kind of don't know. The well, she for sure. I know that she was like trying to butt in and make herself a part of it. But is that like confirmed? But he said her name out loud in an interview and Andy Cohen isn't spit. She also did the girl Ultimate Girls Trip fired cast edition so she's like Uh, registered with hr right now when she is a housewife (laughs) they focus on she's an amazing housewife she's horrible she's showing up to a party because we expect so much of her and she just isn't given the camera time to deliver i didn't even recognize who she was i was like who is this person Mm -hmm. did not also she was kind of blonde um do we think miss singer will be on it yes this whole idea is so ramona can still have a job they can't put her out into the wild with people she doesn't know. She does not do well. Okay, I would say, like, we, Ramona's a piece of shit, but also, like, you can't have a good person who's a housewife. That Yeah, that's that's the argument. Yeah. You know, we, we need Ramona. And also, I feel like, not just her, but I feel like Lou and Sonia also d- were really critical of Ebony when that season was coming out. So I doubt mm-hmm. I, any of them wanted to like do another season with like younger cast members after that. I wish that we could have Ramona from Ultimate Girls Trip with Luann just being a monster, just being like a regular Karen monster mm-hmm. and not crying at Black Shabbat dinner saying, I wish I was born Jewish. Like I can't do that, <laughs> Ramona. I can do regular terrible Ramona. Mm-hmm. Is Leah going to be in the young crowd? I feel like she'll still have a job, but you can't put her with the oldies. I'm, she would stay with Legacy, I think. She weirdly like transcends like the young cast member thing that like Ebony fell into for oh, me. Oh, interesting. Based on her first season with all of them, when she was introduced as a new housewife and like everyone loved her, she like clicked right away. Ebony was like the, the ingredient that like threw that off. So I think that she would still have a chance with the old school crew. And they're saying that Tinsley's been invited. It'd be like weird with her and a bunch of like young people. It would be. And I don't oh. think she'll like the competition that she'll she get likes from to that. be the youngest person in the pond, not one of one of many. Well, I'm so excited to see how this shakes yeah. out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, do we want Dorinda? She'll get it. I think she'll get yes. it. I also feel like this is for her. She was such a good housewife, and then she just went so, like, they had to protect Tinsley from her. Yeah. Yeah, but everyone misses her. Everyone still talks about her. She's still an icon. Damn. And you know who's also been asked back? Miss Kelly. Oh, I could do without her. But is she in the bad Ultimate Girls trip? No, I don't think so. She was a hot mess. We I, all I just can, want Alex. And yeah. that is the sad thing is we'll never get her because we yeah. always want what we can't have. You guys ready for OC? Yes. Okay, OC. This was quite the filler episode, so are we okay just doing kind of stray thoughts? Yes, but I feel like the episode was kind of giving us the layout for Gina and Shannon's confrontation in mm-hmm. a Fendi store. Yeah, they were definitely in public. <laughs> um, I only have two real thoughts. Number one, Heather doesn't know what put a pin in it means. No. She was like, put a pin, like on a bulletin board. No, it's a reference to a grenade. So that, I just thought that was funny that 
Miss Prim and Proper hey, who knows everything. Didn't know that. Her defense. In her defense, she's saying stick a pin in it. Entirely different phrase. <laughs> um, also, Heather gets offended being called pretentious when that's like her thing is to be pretentious. So I don't really get her. And the last thing is Heather pulls Shannon aside to say that she was disappointed that Shannon called her and didn't ask about the podcast when Shannon literally did ask about the podcast. I can't believe we didn't Shannon get a flashback. But then Shannon denies even knowing mm-hmm. about the podcast. So it's just hilarious. Heather had Teresa from Jersey moment this episode with Noella, where Heather was offering her opinion about the Jean and Shannon thing. And then Noella offered hers and Heather like freaked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For her like Noella having an opinion after Heather had an opinion. But yeah, she's been getting more and more like irrational, I guess. Not that I liked her to begin with. I think but. it's Noella pushing her over the edge. And somebody on Reddit said this week, if we are going to continue to have Heather, I need Noella to be there too, just to set her off because I can't do any more house tours or book releases with Heather or podcast tapings. I just want to watch Noella make Heather lose her mind. It's because Noella does not care if Heather likes her or not. I think she's the only person mm-hmm. who can fit into that category. But in order for that to work, Noelle is going to have to focus all her energy on Heather and and try to become friends with everyone else. Because <laughs> otherwise, like, she only really has Shannon right now. And that's not going to sustain her on the show. And I feel so bad for her because, like, she's going through so much. Like Her husband abandoned her and her dad died. Who had also abandoned her. So she relived history with that one. And then... She still needs to show up to work because it's her only source of income. Well, thank God she's seeing a therapist and not a teacher of conscious relationships. Oh my gosh. I can't believe Emily didn't throw that under the bus, the exorcism in a confessional because she was cracking up. She had to hide her face. She played it off like she was blocking her body, but like she could not. Julia, you're being confused. You're thinking Mm. of Shauna, Gina's psychic medium. I'm referring to Noella's Kate, teacher of conscious relationships. Does Bravo have something Mm -hmm. against like therapy or like the BetterHelp app? Have they been like sued by therapists? No, this is what Bravo has. So I'm like below deck every time they're going to set up for a charter, the chiefs do calls and she's like, okay, so we're having a 1920s theme. I need you to send all the 1920s shit my way. They have a concierge service for bullshit help <laughs> ladies. And so anytime I need it, Bravo just calls and like, okay, Gina's convinced bad energy is stuck, stuck inside her. Demon. <laughs> Who can we send our way? A note that I give all these self-help women, though, is that their wardrobes are wanting. If I have someone performing an exorcism, I do not want them in, like, a cute blouse. No, no Nordstrom Rack here. I want feathers. I want glitter. I want a robe. I want some kind of, like, Wiccan adjacent. Well, something just occurred to me that, like, imagine the price difference of hiring a therapist, a psychiatrist, for a session on one of these shows versus a life coach, a medium. It's in like the oh. thousands of dollars region. So like, I think that financially there's also a benefit to them hiring these people as opposed to like professional help people, you know, <laughs> which just occurred to me because like, that could be like a hundred dollars a session for like someone like Shauna. That could be like 150 bucks, if not cheaper. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pay cash. Okay. That's a really good point. I was just thinking like, okay, think of like the 1920s when there were board housewives. What did they do? Had seances all the time. 
like this is a bored housewife Absolutely. thing. Yeah. Is a that tale as old as time? Yeah, that's that's funny. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I don't know what we figured out, but I feel like we just made like a groundbreaking discovery. And I do hope someone hears my note about wardrobe. Like, if we're going to bring in this theatrical aspect, give us production. Yeah, dim the lights. Yeah. Seriously. I am so ready for what is to come. Ooh, I hope the reunion is everything I want it to be. We have Aspen. That's our, what we have to look forward to with these girls. My final thought is about Noella. I think that they're doing to Noella what they did to uh, Mia in that, like, she starts off, she's a new cast member. She starts off strong alienates herself and then they decide to like focus on her family's storyline which is what happened to her mm-hmm. um on potomac which is a bummer because noella had like brings so much to like all the group outings and hopefully like yeah it, like the aspen trip will be explosive but like i don't want the rest of this to be about her grieving which you know it's a real life thing so i can't like say they shouldn't focus on this but her grieving her dad or like her relationship with her mom because like they just need to put her in the action it's the first season housewife curse i hope that they get her out of it in the next couple episodes Maybe that's, Alex, I think you got a point. Like, you can't come in that strong. You can't come in punching. First, you have to, like, create alliances. Then you can start swinging. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Leah was so successful in her first season is she got everybody to like her and then just went after Ramona, who's easy to go after. Yeah. It's kind of happening with Dr. Jen, where she was kind of like nothing for the first, like, couple episodes. And now she's, like, a huge player in what's going on. Yeah, I am starting to like her. I want her back for a second season, but every time I see her, I go, oh, yeah. So. Well, she and Ryan mm-hmm. are having sex. Maybe <laughs> they you'll notice. Time. <laughs> maybe you'll notice her glow. My final thought is I was really liking Shannon this season, but she lost me a little bit mm. because she's just being so horrible to Gina when she brought up Gina's lowest point in her life when she was about to get arrested. And then that Shannon introduced her to the lawyer who stopped that and Shane is taking full credit and said in a confessional she should be thanking me all the time that was bad yeah, that's messed up then she also gave her a good luck butterfly with the price tag still on i thought that was a weird gift i'm like that thing's cursed like that a, has a demon it, it was a clearly regifted paperweight yeah i'm still totally on shannon's side though 110 percent. okay gina said you have no friends <laughs> your life is pathetic yeah, and Shannon somehow took that surprisingly well when she's telling her boy toy that was said. She was like, whoa, 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 but you can't get that mad at her. <laughs> I mean, we did get two flashbacks within the last two weeks of Here Lies Shannon Bador. So <laughs> Shannon's got bigger fish to fry. Okay, are we ready for Jersey? Sure. All right. Can I start off with our hot mic Marge that I'm sure we all have? Yes. It's not so much a hot mic. It is a... a a physical hot mic Mm -hmm. jen asks marge to meet her at a coffee shop jen orders a like a fun latte and marge orders a black coffee like that's so unlike her the coffee gets delivered and what does marge pull out of her purse a full-sized snickers flavored coffee made the coffee shop who allowed them to film loved that yeah my other favorite marge moment is i'm starting to realize she narrates everything she does all right i'm getting ready does her makeup i'm charging my phone it goes and looks <laughs> in her phone i now that i've like picked up yes. that she narrates things yeah. i'm gonna get ice goes and gets ice it's like i can't stop it's so funny well that was my hot mic march of the week was the i gotta plug my phone in 
But an, an on-mic Marge moment that I thought was really funny was when she's on her way to that little obstacle course outing that they're having. And she's it's just her from afar that's going, I feel like I'm an episode of fucking Survivor. <laughs> Which, you know, from Marge is, is like, she she was pained. It was great seeing her. So that's like one of the first times I've seen her like truly like upset. She kind of like drops like almost her personality with that line. Oh, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Marge moment was when she was about to get on the course and she goes, I am not wilderness, nor am I athletic. As she sips a can of Coke. Marge does go down a Marge route that I was like, oh, this is classic Marge. And then it takes such a dramatic turn in that coffee Snickers meeting Mm -hmm. with Jen. Marge asks if Teresa asked Jen to do the digging on um, Evan and Jackie. And Jen won't answer that. And I was like, okay, that's Marge trying to create gossip, like trying to start some drama and Jen being Jen. And then it turns out it's fucking true. Mm-hmm. I was shocked by that. Mm-hmm. Were you guys surprised? No. <laughs> yeah, I actually was. I thought Jen was a potster all on her own. I was surprised. And that makes total sense. Like why Teresa? Teresa's not loyal to anybody. Teresa doesn't give a fuck about anyone. Like, oh, that's why mm-hmm. Jen's like her lackey. And that's why I think Marge feels remorse over outing Jen, the Jen Bill. Oh, because she feels like it was kind of unwarranted mm, in a way. I don't know. Um, I love that talk at the coffee shop. I felt like true healing happened. When they cry outside and they hug, like, I really, I love Marge so much. And she's such a powerful force. And so is Jen in the Mm -hmm. the shit stirring community. Can you imagine if they teamed up? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I hope they're friends. Great. Well, yeah, I truly believe it. Like, Marge really didn't realize what she had done until that talk at the coffee shop. It was like a true moment of like emotional maturity on one of these shows. I know. And how could you assume that that was the truth? Oh, we hadn't, he had an affair. Mm -hmm. I found out right before I gave birth and we never talked about it again. I would never have guessed Mm -hmm. that. What? Especially like if from your side of it, like, you know, everyone knows this already. So like you would just assume that like, this is a thing people have talked about before. So I don't know if you guys know this. Do you know that Dolores used to work for Bill? No, I didn't know. So people are speculating that's where the rumor came from was Dolores actually worked for him at that time. And she told Marge. These women have history. Dolo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm kind of scared for Jackie. Just going to throw it out there. You know, her storyline's pretty rough with her eating disorders. She's using her kids as an excuse, but she doesn't want to go to inpatient therapy or three-day-a-week outpatient therapy because she's worried that if she no longer has her eating disorder, she will get fat. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. And it's really sad to see. Mm-hmm. Which is, And it's also sad that she is doing this on television. Like she decided yeah. to make this a storyline. She's like, it's going to be great. I'm going to be really open. But then you're witnessing the eating, do- eating disorder having control over her. And they're saying that she needs to be impatient. Holy shit. Yeah. That, that is yeah. not good. But look at, she's telling us she needs to be impatient. All the viewers are agreeing with their analysis. Yeah, every time she says it's not that bad, I think, oh my god, it's worse than I thought. And the, what the weird thing is, is like she's her excuse is she can't go in because she has children. But that's what made her realize she needed help is that her kids noticed. I think Evan, because his confessional about this was actually super honest. Like, no, she has a problem. Yeah, I think he's going to deal with this with her off camera, and that was like really respectful of him. Not to just go in and be like, this needs to happen, like with cameras there. Yeah. Because it is a private mm-hmm. thing. Do you know what it reminds me of is um, Luann's going to rehab? Mm-hmm. 
it feels pretty similar to that where like her kids had to have like a hey moment but just like Luann like and as we know her journey is day by day that's how Uh it's gonna be with Jackie so I think Evan's just taking it day by day we just hope Jackie doesn't end up getting kicked out of a cabaret gay bar equivalent for not for eating disorder (laughs) Uh, Jackie and Dolores have an excellent conversation at the obstacle course what do you want to call it the tree obstacle course yeah um yeah Jackie says you do not want Margaret as your enemy See, Teresa's got a loud bark, but Margaret's the one you got to keep on your good side. That was a huge moment in this show. That kind of reframes a lot of what I was thinking about with like the dynamic of this group. Totally. I I never really realized how afraid they all are of Marge until that moment. And it's also going to be hard for Teresa to watch this if she actually hears it. Because she thinks she's Queen B. She thinks she's Queen B, mm-hmm. and she is not. And Marge is so damn smart for being able to have Teresa think this, like, alternate reality. You know what's funny is, like, okay, so let's just say, just to take it, you're going to have somebody spread a rumor that your partner cheated on you. Marge or Teresa. Teresa's going to scream at the loudest, but no one's going to believe her because it's Teresa. If Marge says it, mm-hmm. she's going to have evidence. She's going to have receipts. She's going to have timelines. Mm-hmm. Like, Marge is way more dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought Jackie worded it in such a perfect way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, she chills. Margaret is, like, up there in my favorite housewives. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't really, really like, like remember her last season. And the fact oh. that her husband is such a good, like, Margaret part two. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it makes it so good. You get the full package <laughs> with the two of them. You beady little eyes. <laughs> Um, I think it's super weird Jen is focusing on hiring a live-in housekeeper. One, because it's 2022. And, I mean, like, do we want to say it? Um, we say well, it we, can say it, we can say it by saying this, that <laughs> we're, what we're all um, thinking. Tiki and his mm-hmm. wife, Tracy? Yes. Um, we know how yeah. they came to get together. She was the live-in nanny. Um they do not have a live-in nanny. Is that what you're trying to say, Julia? No, I'm saying that Tracy, not the smartest cookie in the room, because she did say this, this episode. But it was in relation to what Tiki was questioning Louie about. I'm not my husband's keeper. He does what he wants when he wants to who he wants. I thought that was a very odd phrase. It was so disconcerting. You know what? Like, okay, Jersey, I feel like, has more cheating men than any other has. Oh, and women. And women. But I feel Absolutely. like what we're seeing with Joe B, like, making weird passes at any women, like, any of the women and how he and Marge got together through cheating, that weird comment about how they got, about Tiki when Tiki cheated mm-hmm. and how Tiki cheated on his wife with Tracy while she was nine months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And... Bill cheated on Jay. It's like everything is, it's like a Venn diagram and it's just a circle. And the saddest thing is it's women fighting about them being truly hurt. Is, you know, there's just so many real issues going on here. It's, it's, it's pretty bizarre. I feel like Jersey is more like a soap opera than any Mm -hmm. other franchise. And we love it for it. And Joe and Melissa love pranking each other by pretending like they're cheating on each other. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Everyone's got their own, like, (laughs) they all got their weird, like, 
adultery thing going. I think I'm going to Oh my gosh, so if you don't make the cheating club, you have to fake the cheating club. Yeah, you got to fake your way in there. Fake it. I think I'm going to start a Joe Gork account of how many times he talks about masturbating an episode. He's upset. He's addicted. He's such a weirdo. He does it while driving. (laughs) He's going to get arrested. Okay, uh, really fast. Will Bill and Jen make it through the next season? For how scared she is about Bill not choosing her. Yeah. I, I think they'll make it through the next season, but I would be, if I'm hearing what she's saying, I don't think she thinks they'll make it. I think that he won't leave her, so she'll have to be strong enough to leave him, and I just don't think she will. All right. Are we ready for Summer House? Yes. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is. The reason we came together. All right. We have so much happened this episode. I want to get this little tiny thing out of the way before we get into the cruel controversy, if you will. Alex, we were promised by Lindsay, would appear in this episode. He did not. He was in the background of several shots. I saw him. I paused. Um, and mm-hmm. so why was he edited out? How weird is that? Like they could have just given us a couple like Luke-esque shots. And then I started thinking about that blind item that somebody got kicked out of Winterhouse. Mm. And then I was like, holy shit, maybe that's it. But then Kyle replied to two judgy girls on Instagram. and was like, no, just sometimes people get edited out. But I don't know. Two episodes in a row. When they had Andrea and Luke who didn't do anything in the episodes. I don't know. Something's up. Here's what I'll say. I didn't even realize it mm-hmm. until you just now brought it up that mm-hmm. Alex wasn't there. <laughs> I know. And I kind of think the editors and the producers of the show are counting on that. Thought no one's going to notice. That I would think something's up if like Luke wasn't there. Like I thought something was up when Luke wasn't there for the first couple of episodes this season. But mm-hmm. whenever Alex hasn't been around, I truly just out of sight, out of mind, I couldn't care less. I think the feedback to him hasn't been good. It's either been like not good or muted. No one's talking about him or mm-hmm. they aren't talking positively about him. So I think maybe this is just like a good strategy. Just kind of like cut him out. That's my theory on what's happening. It is pretty ironic that the most attention Alex gotten in all season is the episode he's going <laughs> to edit it out. Um, you know who else was <laughs> no. there? Who was edited out? Jason. Oh, he came to Lindsay's birthday party. That's really sweet. Alex is looking like he doesn't remember who Jason Jason. is. Okay, yep. Somebody Um, else who was kind of like... I kind of get why he was edited out because there was just so much going on. I'm glad I know that information. And they have such like a sad backstory too. Yeah. Like you don't want to bring that up during all this. (laughs) Okay. Now it is time for the Lindsay, Sierra, Austin. (laughs) Danielle. Can, can I can I get something out there? Yeah. This is my analysis. Sierra wants Austin to say, Sierra, I love you. I want to date you. Austin's not going to do that. Lindsay is like, I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you want to date me. I don't care if you're using me. I want to sleep with you. And that makes Sierra mad because Sierra is not willing to like get down and dirty like that. I don't know how else to say it. Like Lindsay like very much owns like, oh yeah, I don't care. And Sierra wants to, I don't know, how would you say it? Have some pride? (laughs) Yeah. Sierra expects to be courted gorgeous. She should expect nothing else. And then she also expects to be respected by Lindsay. But she should not expect. And she's also, she's being possessive. Over Austin. That's like, that's all I can think about Mm -hmm. is like, I'm thinking about, I'm getting so upset. I'm like, ew, this is about Austin. That conversation in the kitchen was painful. Mm -hmm. Her begging him to say that he likes her. And him just being 
asshole. Like, how she I should have she, heard what he said. She didn't. He was being very clear. I don't like you. You're being pathetic. And I think maybe it's because she's so hot. She's never I, that's experienced exactly. rejection well, before. So, so she doesn't know yeah. it. She expects certain things. And she's having a hard time when they don't come to pass. But if you think about Winter House... Sierra did kind of the same thing to Lindsay and Winterhouse, and Lindsay was just cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And with all this talk of how different Austin was at Winterhouse, he's the same person. Totally. He just was more in Sierra's pants in Winterhouse. Yeah, he was courting yeah. her more, and now he doesn't have to. Oh, man. I like Sierra so much. People hate Sierra now. Oh, really? Oh, no. I don't think that that's like, I think that she just seems like caught up in. Having pretty girl syndrome shouldn't make people hate no. you. No. And I like Lindsay and I like Sierra. I get why. I'm I'm on everybody's side. I get why Sierra is trying to say like, hey, I thought we were going to basically have this like stalemate together. We're not going to sleep with Austin. So then we can like both have our flirt and maybe I can get him. And Lindsay's like, no, nah, I'm going to let him use me. I don't care. So I get mm-hmm. why Sierra's upset and wants to talk to her about it, but it's also Lindsay's birthday. Yeah, I think you two are, you're right. I, like, and now I'm like kind of rethinking the Sierra thing is like she does have like pretty girl syndrome. The person that she's trying to get to say likes her is Austin, who is just like, you know, it, imagine how frustrating that must be that Austin is turning you down, you Sierra. Like a note that it just, it totally makes sense to me why she's acting the way she is. I know. I wonder if it's been edited out at some point. She screams at him like, are you fucking kidding? I'm Sierra. Also, she's competing against Lindsay, kind of like the trashy party girl who's 10 years older than her. Like Lindsay's beautiful. I love Lindsay. Mm-hmm. But if you're Sierra, you, you, you're not dumb. You're looking around. You know what's up. You're a model yeah. slash nurse. It's not computing with her. Honestly, I get it. I get why she can't figure it out. Yeah. My favorite Lindsay quote of all time, though, happened, and that is when she screams, if I want to fuck Austin, I'm going to do it because it's my prerogative and it's my birthday. (laughs) Almost as good as that is Danielle's scream, like, face reaction to it. (laughs) Like the scream painting. I really enjoyed Kyle this episode. Oh, well, one, when he and Amanda are getting along, it is delightful to watch. Oh, when Kyle's in, like, side character comic relief mode, he's a joy. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you guys want to hear some internet gossip? Yeah. All right. So. Oh, no. Right. Is it about Kyle? (laughs) It's about Amanda. I kept thinking, why is she leaving these creepy ass contacts on the entire time? People online. This is all speculation. (laughs) People online are saying, why do you wear contacts that hide your pupils? Because they're super dilated. She's grinding her jaw and constantly fidgeting with her hands. So they think that she's like on MDMA or like acid or something. Which like, duh, you think there's not coke being thrown around at these parties? So Mm. people are laughing like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is the first party where Kyle and Amanda are getting along. But it's because Amanda's like high as balls. (laughs) So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) All alleged, all alleged. But I, I actually really enjoy that narrative. And it goes especially well with Amanda's pep talk to Maya. Mm -hmm. Oh, Maya. (laughs) I want a Maya to stick around forever. Thank you, Danielle, for getting her a party date. A hot man's. A hot man's. I love Danielle. I fully love her after this episode. Yeah. What a good friend. Like, too good. Like, Danielle, girl. (laughs) She's a ride or die. I know, but... 
And she it's will true. die. Yeah, because it's Lindsay. You rarely see that on the show, yeah. Austin proved that he doesn't have any respect towards women, but all the actions we've seen all through Summerhouse, Winterhouse, <laughs> and in Southern Charm. But when he shut the door in Paige's face, I wanted to punch him. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. What? I when he saw Paige coming, he's in a room with other people. Andrea's there. So it's not like he's trying to have an intimate moment. He shuts the door in her face. Oh, I see. I thought of it just as like, hell, she's shutting it behind her. I didn't think that he like looked at her in the eyeball. No, he saw her and shut it. Andrea being like pretty sober and being in that room when they didn't realize he was in there. Oh my gosh, poor. I feel so bad for Andrea. Um, He did show his lady man skills off though. And I think he's perfectly fine with little Paige not wanting to be with him. Yeah. I think he, he's going to come out the other end of this. Okay. Yes. Austin also said the worst thing I've ever heard when he was going to say, okay, I'll do it. He said, I'll marry Jay oblige. I liked it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> no. Sierra liked it too. It's that Austin charm. You know, uh, Julia and I have like a joke between us and our mom that any experience that you have has been documented by a Sex in the City episode. And the Sierra Austin can be set up by uh, when Carrie is breaking up with Berger for like the second time. She says, what What am I going to do? Badger him into loving me? Mm-hmm. And I think like Sierra is so beautiful. She kind of can't compute. And so she's trying to like argue Austin into being with her. Just her. But who does fucking Lindsay come home with? Some random great ending <laughs> to the evening. Speculation. What happened in that bar? I'm, I just picture her just like coming up to a random guy and just making out with him immediately. And imagine <laughs> like being Sierra and like having that whole night happen and then seeing that and just knowing, oh, Lindsay doesn't give a shit. That would drive me even crazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't you can't fight with someone who's got nothing to lose. The fact that Jason was at the party adds a whole nother element to her going home with Luciano. For me. I don't know. How do you think Austin mm-hmm. felt? Like, mm-hmm. I did all of this to try to balance both of you bitches. Fine. I think he felt fine. <laughs> okay. Because he comes back with them, with, like, that group, with, like, Luke. And he's just, like, having a good time arm wrestling Luke during all that. So he doesn't care. <laughs> Austin's just there for a good time. And Sierra's just, like, harshing his good time. Yeah, she's not. she's not being fun. And I get it, like... Fuck that guy. I wouldn't, that's not fun to stick around. She's got to be the cool girl. Fuck that. But like for Austin's point of view, mm-hmm. you know, do you know who isn't fun? Here, final thought. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie. Boom, Mackenzie. Carl says this mm-hmm. and he means it as a compliment. And that's when he says she's only been there for three hours, but it feels like she's been there for a day. I took that to be not a kind thing to say about someone do you know what Mackenzie does Hmm. she does that thing that like when you're dating somebody for like probably a year and a half and you think it's going downhill and you're like this is probably over and you kind of like pick at them like oh your breath smells bad yeah she is picking she does that week two yeah she's She's annoyed yeah she's doing tired girlfriend shit when she's a house guest Mm mm-hmm Oh, and Mm -hmm. a two-week girlfriend. She was not a fan favorite on Love Island. My final thought is that Austin not only disrespects women in this episode, he also disrespects Luke Mm -hmm. and all all of Luke's wonderful attributes, getting syrup 
being the main thing he picks at him for. And that that just rubbed me the wrong way. We've watched a lot of Luke being out in the wilderness. If there's one thing you're, you're not going to fault him for. It's it's his little activities that he does, you know? And know what? He he successfully builds fire and can get uh, maple syrup. He did not finish that igloo. That's true. That's true. I love Luke's activities. That's all. He, that's his storyline. Is what Arts and Crafts Project is Luke going to I know. <laughs> all right. Are we all good to Summer House? We love Summer House. Dude, Summer House, like, just, oh, yeah, man. I great. feel like I'm at those parties. I forget I'm not there, and I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready for awards? <laughs> yes. Awards. My Heather Season 1 Reunion Reality Check Award, named after Heather Gay from Salt Lake City, who, after Season 1, came into the reunion debatably a little too hot. And the fans turned against her and she had to do some serious damage control after the internet ripped her apart. Goes to Gina, who is being absolutely brutalized online. People are saying she should have been fired two seasons ago. Whoa. Um, Jeez. They comment about how up Heather's ass she is. It's pathetic. Commenting on how she's like trying to dress and act just to like please Heather. The the most painful comment I read says she keeps saying Shannon's jealous of her. No offense, Gina. What do you have to be jealous of? People like if you go on the Mm -hmm. watching mega threads, every single comment thread was about Gina being like shitty. I love that she is in Heather's pocket. I find it a funny dynamic. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who Andy likes. If Andy's a Gina fan, he won't. But if he wants to, those questions are going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Without Gina, nice. what does OC have? Dr. Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, your award? <laughs> My award that I'm creating this week um, is in hopes that it will come up a lot. And it's my Haunted Housewife Award. <gasps> and it's for Gina because she is potentially possessed or haunted at OC this week. <laughs> Nothing really came of it, but I'm hoping this is a thing that recurs, just putting this award out there for future episodes. I so love So congratulations, Gina, for being the first recipient of it. It didn't happen in Salem, did it? No one got possessed in Roni, right? No. When they went and did their Salem trip, they wanted to like have sex with ghosts, but no one <laughs> got haunted. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a very horny trip. All right, Julia, your award. <laughs> yeah. My... The Plugging Takes Priority Award, and that is in reference to these housewives are constantly plugging things and inviting people to all of their parties to plug, even if they can't stand them. My Plugging Takes Priority Award goes to Teresa, who brought her little gifts of her athletic wear aligned to the ladies, huffing and puffing with the most cheerful bags up that hill to their activity, refusing to do the activity, (laughs) which I would like to point out was athletic <laughs> and you could tell she really didn't want to be there but she had these gifts to pass out and by gosh darn it she is gonna huff and puff and give her athletic wear a grumpy bitchy face so yeah i don't know if that was the time to like release <laughs> it so anyway congratulations Teresa. that was hilarious to me oh man all right well thank you guys so much for joining me thank you elizabeth anytime You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. 
Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. Thank you.